Welcome back to the Takes of the Tailgaters podcast. My name is Talon Hauser, alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And my other gross co-host, Caden Cooley. That was just unnecessary. Yeah, that was it was. We've you been together did, for a year, and you, you just called me gross. You didn't need to make that weird noise. We should put a poll out and see who enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to answer that poll as a, as a no. Oh, I just hope okay. you know that. All right. We have a great episode. We are celebrating our one year. Woo! I'll put some music in so yeah. this isn't as awkward. We'll, we'll get to that later, but first off, we have our best of this week, trivia, celebrating our anniversary. We're going to add our what if segment. Then we have some NFL news to go over. Dak Prescott, big signing. All-Star weekend, and then the stock market game. So let's get it. Kool-Aid, what's the best of this week? Uh, my best of this week, WandaVision, folks. It's over. All right. For those on Apple Podcasts and Spotify who didn't just get to see my little graphic, the timestamp is 745. 745 is when the spoilers end. You have been warned. I've been warned. The Scarlet Witch. She's here. Talon doesn't know what we're talking no, about. He Talon has watch no Marvel idea. Marvel he didn't all. watch it. He kind of pulled a me when it came to watching The Last Dance. Yeah, except The Last Dance is actually sports related and this is a sports podcast. Yeah, and, right. the, and WandaVision is actually like one of the best shows we've seen ever. WandaVision's a sport, kind of. Sorry, I didn't want to watch fly. a documentary. Just, just be like, "Oh, MJ's the greatest player of all time." <laughs> For like nine straight episodes. My bad, dude. Anyway, WandaVision was amazing. Caden, what were your thoughts on the finale? Um, you know, I think a lot of people put too much stock in, and this has been a very popular comment the last few days. So I hate to like hamper on it, but it's the biggest thing about the show. Everyone's putting all their stock in these fan theories they've created which yeah. you know did they get let on did the show hint at too many things that you know weren't going to come to fruition at least in this show definitely but guys you have to remember this show was supposed to come out fourth in phase four in content order this show was supposed to come out after supposedly x-men were introduced so we would have taken the pietro thing as a joke it wouldn't have been like oh my god the multiverse is here <laughs> Facts. so it would have been taken as a joke you would assume by then there's some hints that mephisto's around so that would kind of just be continuing that and you know maybe the fantastic four has even been introduced at this point so that was be where the aerospace engineer comment comes in and I think a lot of people are just dissatisfied with how it ended. But guys, this is a story about Wanda and Vision. This is not the introduction of the X-Men and Galactus, okay? Yeah, and the multiverse and yeah. this comic book series and this comic book series. And also, guys, it took Marvel like 24 movies last time. Yeah. Was it 24 or is it 23? I think it's 22. 22 movies last time to, to, to like put out their full story. Let's give them a damn minute. This was nine episodes. Yeah, but if we're going to talk about just the story, this is like top three MCU content in my mind. I've watched a couple negative videos on it, and it's not that I disagree with them, but it's things I think you could apply to almost any TV show. I think the finale was a little bit rushed, but I also heard yes. that COVID had a big part of that, that they had to cut down their episodes from 10 to 9, yes. and that they did have to leave out like some Monica storyline and growing her character. So yeah, the finale was a little bit rushed, but I really loved the ending of it. Wanda's like character growth over the entire series, and then also like the little end credit scene where like we still don't know if Wanda's gonna be the good guy or the villain moving forward because she has yep. the dark hold. Oh yeah, guys, that's the other thing. This movie is a setup. It's an advertisement for Multiverse of Madness. That's it's facts. literally just the final theme song that was played was the Doctor Strange theme, but yeah. toned down. Yeah. So Come um, on. hey, spoiler. Alert for what multiverse is going to be about. Wanda's going to get her kids back. 
Yeah, facts. And but we we'll see. It's gonna be interesting to know or see if Wanda's a villain, kind of looked at in Multiverse of Madness, or maybe she gets the help of Doctor Strange. And it's kind of like an anti-hero, right? That's kind of vibe. that's what I think they're gonna play into. I think you're gonna see some play out where it's like she's kind of portrayed as the villain for the whole movie, but then in a post-credit scene, it's like, oh, Mephisto's been pulling the strings this whole time. Yeah, type something. Thing. I. I would personally like to see her not be the villain, but almost like an anti-hero. Like, yeah, she's doing good things, but only to save her family, get Vision back, mm-hmm. or Vishon. Have you seen those memes? <laughs> if you oh, haven't yet, go look up Vishon memes. Paul Bettany's seen the the memes. Yes. he. Just, oh, my God. Paul Bettany is in so deep right now. Everyone hates him so much right now. Why? His comment. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he was like he just oh. trolled everyone. Yeah, and the actor he was talking about was himself. No, you're right. Yeah, you're talent. Right. So this actor Paul Bettany, um, he, he teased that there was this oh, huge yeah, cameo coming in. You know, this big character that he's never worked with before. Mm-hmm. It was an alternate version of himself. Yeah, sounds about. That's kind of the what I got from the vibe that I got from the show, though. Is they just. It felt like a very direct. From what I've seen, it felt like a very direct communication to the fans. And like, yeah, that's pretty funny. But overall, what a great start for Marvel and like oh, yeah. their TV shows, like and like their actual important TV shows, like mm-hmm. not Agents of the Sh- of Shield or whatever. Like, pff, who cares? Yeah, seriously. Um. So you know, we'll see how this carry carries over in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't think it's gonna be nearly as good. I'm still gonna watch it and you know hope for it. That being said. I think it's going to be a significant step down. I think it's just like WandaVision took such a leap in terms of like, hey, let's try something out of the box. Yeah. And then they're going to go straight back to Captain America type stuff. Kind of usual Marvel. And it's like, cool. I don't know how excited I am for it, but it's whatever. WandaVision was great. Like, yeah, dude. Wait, they're not creating different realities in this show? Lame. So boring. So, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But overall, I really enjoyed WandaVision. I think it would have been better off if it was like the third thing that came out in phase four personally i think it would have it you know being the first and only product that they had fully finished that wasn't a movie for disney plus because of covid and everything that kind of hurt it a little bit yeah it was I, a great introduction i loved it as an introduction but i think there's some things in there that got planned ahead of time yeah for sure and you know i'm okay with it spot just because i really think it's going to set up the multiverse possibility in spider-man because mm-hmm. at least that's what's but that, that's what's rumored that we're getting a multiverse mm-hmm. we're going to see all these old different spider-mans and yada 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 mm-hmm. which we already saw into the spider-verse but you know it's cool we're gonna see in live action the worst um, part about it is we have to wait a year for multiverse now yeah and then yeah multiverse of madness so i like i like that it's going to set up both of those really well mm-hmm. and really it kind of just did a lot of you know four plan or like foreshadowing i said mm. foreplay <laughs> not foreplay it is uh, foreshadowing <laughs> it's foreshadowing you know marvel getting a multiverse which i think is pretty cool um obviously marvel is gonna go crazy once the multiverse gets here so this was kind of a slow drawn out like hey we might have a multiverse i think that is so funny though those are just like oh running out of stuff oh multiple universes and that just creates another infinite amount of things that you can yeah which is do. the perfect storyline after yeah, the whole no, thanos it, it, thing. it makes you can't go Th- you, you can't, can't go like, back thanos from was that. such a high that you're just like oh well we now we have infinite content yeah now we have like five earths because now if you ever want an explanation for anything hey there's well, three there's... more thanos they can go find yeah, exactly right <laughs> exactly and that's the beauty of marvel and yeah so tom what is the best of this this week for you i worded that word well also now they're back. I just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Timestamp. Booyah. Welcome back. If you didn't want to Welcome see any back. WandaVision spoilers. Um, God's got to finish it. It's great. 
My best thing was Baker Mayfield and his UFO sightings. Uh, he was in, I think, Austin, Texas. Is that correct? Austin. It's a pretty he was popular spot. In Texas. Yeah. And he said that he saw a UFO. Uh, he said he was with his wife. They both, he said, hey, did you just see that? He said uh, Lake Travis. I don't know what Lake Travis is. I've heard a, a lot of UFO sightings at Lake Travis. Mm-hmm. Big, big I actually spot. invented Lake Travis. Oh. Mm. Oh, the aliens probably did. Oh, uh, yeah. So he said he saw it in Texas. Uh, he said he saw a UFO with his, and he looked at his wife and said, hey, did you see that too? Um, and though, so they both got out and were sketched out. Um and then uh, I thought the exchange on Twitter was pretty funny because Colin Cowherd, um, you know, kind of just says things, say things. He said, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, I'm just going to point it out there that I don't want my QBs worrying about UFOs. Just what the most sports media thing ever. That's what he said. He said he got clicks for it. He said, yeah, matters. I mean, that's all it is. It's just yeah, I mean, we're talking about it. So and uh, he said, Tom Brady doesn't see UFOs. And then Tom Brady said, just tweeted I thought it was so funny tweeted at Colin on Twitter and said how do you know I haven't seen UFOs Colin <laughs> and uh, and then Colin I because uh, I, I was interested in this and then the next episode after that Colin was like yeah well that theory was kind of stupid now that Tom Brady just debunked it so <laughs> um, and then uh, he actually Colin had Neil deGrasse Tyson come on his show um, it was I watched that entire interview I Neil deGrasse Tyson's the funniest person alive. I, he's Dude, one of my favorite he's people. so intelligent. He's he just of, like takes people in circles. Yeah, uh, it's, he's one of my favorite people of all time. Um, but uh, yeah, so he basically was like, "Hey, so that's that was actually like most ninety nine percent sure that was just a meteor because lots of them have that uh, bigger because he said it was like a bright shining light down the it's like a streak in the night." Um, and Neil's like, "Yeah, it's probably just a meteor." Um, and so thought that was pretty funny. Neil deGrasse Tyson on a sports show for 15 minutes talking about fi- UFOs. Well, yeah, just a UFO. That was the combo I was not expecting. It's at very all. weird. Hey, Neil, if you're listening, um, we'd love to have we'd you. We'd love the show. to have you on, Neil. Man. I mean, like, I'm a big fan of your show, Cosmos. Uh, it's a pretty neat show. Anything that he touches. Also, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's in a Logic song. Oh, didn't know that. Fun fact. Hey, but this week on First Take, we're gonna have Bill Mai, the science guy. Yeah. Are we? Did Tom Brady see a UFO? No. Oh. I don't know anymore, dude. <laughs> anyway, my best of this week was the Colts owner, Jim Talking Ursay. multiverses and now UFOs. Good start to the show. <laughs> yeah, for real. Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, has a... Obviously, he's loaded. Duh. Mm-hmm. He owns an NFL franchise. Yeah, he has a start. private hockey rink at his house, and it is all decked out in a Colts theme. Nate just became a bigger Colts fan. Yeah, so like... Imagine me, a, ho- a diehard hockey fan, hockey player, also works at an ice rink to see the Colts owner has a Colts theme ice rink with a, a custom Zamboni. That is- Jim, if you need a Zamboni driver, I got you, bro. I'm pretty good at I it. I don't think he'd let you touch that. I'll drive to Indiana every week. I'll drive to Indiana every week and just drive your Zamboni. I'm a fire and also his kids seem really cool to hockey so really there's that yeah there's like a video of it well that would make sense because their dad has a they have an ice rink yeah and plenty of time to practice i'd imagine they have some like private tutors too especially for a sport like hockey i feel like that is the only thing that would hold anybody back from getting better is just like access of ice rinks yes like you can always get a soccer ball you can always throw a football you can't always get access of a giant ice rink but they can. <laughs> yeah. If it's so, in your house, it does help. It does you can help. wake up every morning. Yeah, it was morning. crazy to see, like, because, like, it was so random. But very cool to see. That was the best thing I saw this week. So, moving on to trivia. 
Obviously, it was NBA All-Star Weekend, and we'll get on to that later. But our trivia question this week is, who are the four players that have gone a triple-double in the NBA All-Star game? And you guys can kind of work together on this. I'm going to say Kobe, MJ. MJ's one. MJ's one. Kobe's not one? Kobe's not one. Okay. Braun Braun? Braun Braun's Braun's one. Okay. I mean, he's been in like 17 of them. So he's the greatest players of all time. Um, I low-key think Tim Duncan... Got one? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, Shaq. Nope. Good one. Good one. Russ. I just feel like for some reason. Oh. Russ didn't get great, one? Great pick, but no. Wow. Um, What about... Did the Big O play in All-Star Games? You're asking or the like wrong guy. Oscar Robinson? Did, did he... Okay. It? How recent are they? Can we at least know um, that? One of them's current. current. And one of them retired... One, one of them played like okay. KD. Yes, KD got a triple double. Yep, 2017. Okay. Oh, uh, Jason other... Kidd. Nope. I'm thinking too much about triple double guys. He I said just the think, other one just, just the best players. <laughs> other other guy just retired, and he got the triple double back in 2012. 2012. He had 24 <laughs> points, 10 boards, and 10 assists. It's not Dwight. Eastern oh, Conference. God, who just retired in the Darryl Eastern Williams. Conference? <laughs> Okay, we gotta think who's getting like who's getting the most minutes. Like he's twenty twelve. Um You taking uh, me back? Come on. Is it pretty easy? For twenty twelve, yeah. You said LeBron and KD. Uh Dirk Nowitzki? Kevin Garnett? He said the East. Oh, you, the East. I you're worrying too much about the rebounds. Think about like assists, guys. Assists assist, Chris guys. Paul. That's better. He's a he, this guy's a Steve shooting Nash. guard. This guy's a shooting guard. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm not. Um, well, like, was shooting game up guys who get a lot of minutes. You are well, already, we already said Kobe, Dwayne Wade. Oh, oh my God. damn it! I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you guys gonna get that after like you were like, oh, I'm thinking about who's getting a lot of minutes. 2012. I was thinking so much about the rebounds. Yeah, I was like, well, like, like someone said, Shaq I'm sorry, I Kevin thought Garnett. about dudes. Kevin, Kevin Garnett's not say, getting ten assists. Well, I wasn't, I, I, but I thought Jason Kidd. Darren Williams. And then you, oh, you, you you thought way too hard about rebounds, and you're like, wait, no, let's do triple-double guys only. No, that's what I did at first, and then I did the rebounds, and yeah, it didn't really work out. Yeah, so and honestly, that question came about because me and Tom were like, well, has anyone actually ever done yeah, it? We, yeah, I was like, before. nobody's done that. And then apparently, yeah. Wow. There you go. So, like we said earlier, it is our anniversary. We were filming this on the 9th of March, and our anniversary is actually the 10th, so whenever you're listening to this, most likely... It'll be our one-year anniversary, and just what a ride we've been over these years. What a ride. Of this year. <laughs> it feels like years. Might as well be with COVID. We were like, you know what? We should start a sports podcast again. Because if you don't know, we have the Heated Podcast, me and mm-hmm. Talon, and then our producer, Carson. Mm-hmm. Carson's a great guy. goes to Missouri State. It just wasn't going to work out long-term, mm-hmm. just because he was moving to Springfield. Um, but Carson was great. Love Carson. And so we stopped doing the podcast, I think, in that fall. Yeah. And then, you know, 2020 came around and we really missed it. And me and Tom, I hit up Tom and was like, hey, let's do it again. Let's do it better this time. And we did. And we got Caden to be our third guy. I'm here. And it's been amazing. having. We had him on several times for the Heated Podcast. And it was great to have a great yeah. third voice. Mm-hmm. And obviously you were always very. Mitch for MVP. Yeah, there's some good oh, takes yeah. back then. There's some good takes. Yeah. Uh, you were always very knowledgeable about NFL, but it's been great to see your NBA knowledge just grow and grow. 
Yes, I now know what a triple double is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, damn, Kate. Like, damn. <laughs> but wow, damn just wonder, and then we started it on the 10th of March, and three days later, sports got canceled. Yeah, it was funny because we. I I remember that episode vividly because we were talking about the March Madness tournament. We were like, oh, these conferences are starting to pull like their tournaments, mm-hmm. and we were like. Well, March Madness can't like get canceled. There's no way. Like that wouldn't. Well, and then the world got canceled. I remember so. Nate saying like, "I can't imagine watching sports without fans. I just can't do that." Like, and that's, that was the time where we were still kind of in denial. We're like, "Ah, oh, it's not." Yeah, that was the count. that was the denial stage of grief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like, "Oh, well, we'll still have sports, right?" Nope, nope. And then we then we you know had to continue on. I th- I thought we had did a really good job over that span where we had no sports. It was really fun to talk. So like that was a time for most sports guys to really just get deep into the yeah, stuff that I you mean, don't get to talk about a lot. We really got into in deep with the draft. And you guys, I've always been like a pretty big draft guy, but you guys weren't. Yeah. And you guys got, really got to take like a That deep was the dive. most fun draft I've ever watched. Yeah. Because you, I mean, we did a mock draft. We did also, research. Low we key, watched film. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked, like, I low-key liked the vibe of, like, just in his living room. And, like, it was kind of like the, the draft last year was goofy, but I kind of just liked the vibe. It was a lot more, like, chill, it was a cool personal. Vibe. Was I think we're going to look back on this, and there's a lot of cool moments that came out of it. A lot of, you know, great creativity, like the bubble, obviously. And just with us, I mean, we got to do, we did, we got to spend a lot of time on subjects that, you know, we wouldn't talk about. Yeah, we're not going to talk about. I mean, we did, like, a series where we did top 10 NBA players at each position. No, yeah, that was because we had five episodes of East Position, and then we had the finale. yeah, and that was so awesome. There was a week where we ranked uh, Star Wars movies. Yeah, for the episode, and so you know, hopefully, you know, when off season comes around, we'll you know have more episodes like that. But it was a lot of fun, and it was a great way, you know, build a lot of camaraderie on the podcast. So, so you know what? If you've been with us for the beginning or from the beginning, thank you so much. If you're just here recently. We love you too. Welcome. Uh, not as much, but now we we love all of you. We really appreciate anyone who you know takes time out of their day to listen to us. Yeah, for sure. So thank you guys so much, and we will continue making the best damn sports content on the internet. Yeah, on yeah. the internet. On the debate internet. Me, debate me. Debate me with it. Huh? No, I'm not going to. I don't know. Maybe the, do you, do you guys listen to any podcasts that someone said Bruce Arians should be fired after he won a Super Bowl? Didn't think so. You know, if, so. You, if you still listen to the podcast after one of us said that, you must really love real, us. So yeah. loyal listener. That one person must feel real <laughs> stupid about saying that now. Uh, one person's got a lot of stupid stuff going on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so now moving on to our next segment, oh, a new one funny. that we're calling What If? This is inspired by Marvel's um, TV show that's coming up. I don't know the exact date. It's like summertime. It's going to be lit, though. It's going to be it's going to be lit. It's, you got Peggy Carter as like Captain America. Yeah. Go watch it since we're it's, it's going to be Marvel. What if sports edition? You know, and so today's what if for our first one is what if the Thunder do not blow a three one lead and they beat the seventy three and nine Warriors? Wow. So, and so what we're doing in this what if series is we're going to just decide the scenarios and just go down a path of things that wouldn't have happened. So first off. Obviously, the Thunder win. Let's discuss the Cavs-Thunder finals. One. What would have happened? I mean, that... Because, I mean, we've seen KD and LeBron in the finals, but we've never really gotten to see... This like, would be, like, a pure matchup. Yeah, because... Like a great matchup. The first year they played the Heat, they really weren't, like... Nah, they were young. Whack. And then, obviously, when KD was in the Warriors, it was like... like yeah, ooh, you're going to be yay. the... Bu- but this would be our, like, real... Now, we might get it this year, Lakers and Nets, but this would be... 
I See, mean, but once again, it's like it, those two teams. Would sorry, be, he's got three other superstars with him. Yeah, but at least Braun has like AD, and that's the, true. they're similar. Yep. And I mean, but like that would have been like literally perfect matchups, like star point guard versus star point guard, star like wing, star wing. I mean, I think as far as how the series would have gone, I think it goes to seven. And I think they're very evenly matched teams, right? But I just feel like LeBron in that period of time, I, no one close, not even KD. I really wanted to say that the Thunder would have won that series. And because, you know, they beat the Spurs, that were an amazing team. They were a 67 win second seed. And then they obviously, they, they got you beaten know, six. Let's go into the assum- assumption that they would beat the Warriors and they beat they could have easily the, be the greatest team of all time. And you're like, oh, wow, this team's on a different level. The team is hot. But the only reason I say that the Cavs would have won still is Braun. Braun was on a different planet. Games five through seven, LeBron James. Is the greatest basketball player no, we've ever I, seen. I'm okay with you debating GOAT all time, like whatever. You know, it's 1A, 1B kind of thing. We've discussed that. But games five through seven, LeBron James, there is absolutely no debate that is the greatest player of all time. What about 2018, Braun? That is the greatest player of all time. There's no debate at Enough all. said. There is no debate. So, yeah, even with an amazing Thunder team all in their prime, It would have been a great series. It would have been an awesome Just, series. I mean, the Warriors-Cavs series was also great. <laughs> Just kind of. like, like the, the best series ever. of all time. But. Yeah, um, in case you didn't know, my first game was uh, oh uh, Cavs-Warriors game seven. That's the first time I've ever watched basketball. Like, oh, this basketball thing sounds pretty neat. Watch the greatest like, game of all time. Oh, this guy named Andre Iguodala is like, going to get a layup. Easy. Oh, my God, LeBron. <laughs> That's oh, a LeBron James God. guy I've heard yeah. about. He's been pretty popular lately. Does he do that all the time? <laughs> oh, that's just the greatest moment of his career? Oh, cool. <laughs> so this happens like every day, yeah? <laughs> Basketball's this fun every week. Right? Yeah. No, so let's go. So now that we have the assumption that the Cavaliers still won the series in seven games, I'm, I think we're all in fair LeBron's still that. crying. Yeah, LeBron I, still wins the I will chip. say, if they go up 3-1, I don't think the Cavs come back. Yeah. Because um, I think I think the Warriors were at a different point of just exhaustion. That's a fair assumption to say that's that they fair. wouldn't have come back in the three one deficit because no one else has. I mean, even also, even if you repeat the Warriors Cavs again, there's still a good chance they don't come back just because it took everything they had. And so they repeat yeah. it again, it probably doesn't happen. Right. Um, but I don't think they go down three. I think I think that series is like one one, two, two, yeah. two, three, three, two. Like I think but it's back and forth. You kind of mentioned earlier, like Draymond got ejected after game five. Like there's yeah, just weird that was circumstances. The spiral that definitely, yeah. yeah. I don't think like that something that perfect would happen again. No, but yeah, I don't I think agree. they'd go down three one at all. Yeah. For sure. So does KD resign now? That's a big question. So just lost game seven in the finals. This is a big deal. So after they lost, KD's teams were the Wizards. Celtics, Miami Heat, Clippers, and Warriors, and Thunder, obviously. Um, the Clippers are interesting, because then they would have had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant. It's a pretty interesting one. Celtics also are interesting, because at the time, Isaiah Thomas was good at basketball. 29 points a game, balling. That was actually, like, to, like, that was apparently his second pick, was the Celtics. So that's interesting. But if you get to a game seven in the finals, unless you're Kawhi Leonard, you don't leave that team. And here's here's the other difference, too. I'm going off the assumption that they probably beat the Warriors in five. I don't think you would go join the team you just beat in five games. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I I think the Warriors are for sure off the table. I think the Celtics one's interesting 
And if that's his pure number two, so now let's look at, let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at the Thunder, who are one game off from winning the finals, and then the Celtics, who you have to play LeBron James to even get to the finals. Yeah. I don't like that chance. Yeah. I don't like coming out of the East over LeBron James. So I personally would say he probably resigns. I don't know how long for. I don't know if it's only a year, yeah, two see, years. My thing, but... It might be like a like what Quiet is doing on it. Was this like a one plus one or like a two year deal? I think even yeah. though it, it wasn't. Now that wasn't the precedent at the time. So I will say like. So you think he sets the precedent? I think so. I think he does. I think he goes. All right, let's run yeah. this back. Let's just at least run it back. Right? KD seems like a guy who really likes to have his options open. You know, I mean, he's been on multiple teams <laughs> yeah, in his career. Like <laughs> <laughs> and so I think he would have liked to have, like, a lot of control over himself and where he plays and be very fluid. Yeah, he likes small market teams, teams yeah, who haven't very, really had much success yeah. in the past. <laughs> he like likes true key. underdogs. Yeah. You know, he really likes, you know, the grit and grind to get somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, big. Yeah. Doesn't like playing with two other Hall of Famers. No. Yeah. That's not his thing. Two to three. So I, I think he would have stayed on a Welcome to the deal. Shitting on Kevin Durant podcast. <laughs> Isn't that like every podcast? That's every person sports takes all the time now. So, with Kevin Durant saying on a short deal, there's a big trade that doesn't happen. And you actually pointed this out to me. The Serge Ibaka and Victor Oladipo trade does not happen because that was a Kevin Durant please stay. That was, that was a very desperate thing. And if you make, if you if you're game seven, all you're doing is like what the Chiefs did, let, just don't touch the roster at all. Yeah, just, just run it back. Just touch reset. Them. Just run it back. So, Victor, Victor Oladipo stays on the Magic. And mm-hmm. we're probably, you know, depending on how drafting and, you know, just magic things go, probably stays on the team. Let's just go with or that assumption. Or get traded stupid, somewhere random. But, like, we can't predict that. Yeah. Serge Ibaka stays, which is a big one, because maybe we don't see that dip down in his career. Because I feel like Serge Ibaka was, like, great, and then good, and then vanished for, like, two years. And was I was going to say, really with the Raptors again. <laughs> yeah, bro. With with the magic, he just was so, like, like so irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Okay. I know you didn't have this one written down, but I just thought of it. How would this impact Russ's whole career? Because he doesn't win MVP. Yeah, the, yeah, the Russ no, thing ooh, changes. That's a, that's a really good So he's point. always going to be considered a beta at that point, right? Yeah, yeah I would say he's, two. I, he's been a number two, but like it would be a different level. If you also, know I, mean. I feel like the conversation on Russ might change a little bit as far as can you win a championship with him? Like. If you do yeah. a game seven, you can win a championship with that guy. Yes, yeah. that's that is also facts. But he wouldn't have averaged yeah, he, a triple double. Yeah, he would. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's no way he wouldn't have won MVP. Because having Kevin Durant on your team pretty much nullifies that. Right. He might be considered where people are kind of at with him right now. Everyone kind of thought he was overrated, and now they think he's just this average, mm-hmm. good, good player. Which I think that's what he's always kind of been. But the fact that his triple dov- double year was just. An anomaly. It's not even like a. It wasn't even like a like a Jason Kidd like fifteen points ten. It was a thirty one point triple double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know that's an interesting perspective that you bring up. You know where would Russ's career go? Does he still go to Houston? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not at all. Just with the way that, and obviously it depends on how long KD stays. Yeah, because I think he probably stays yeah. longer than KD still, right? But yes. then he just oh, ends up sure. leaving. For sure. I think he would eventually leave if KD left, but after a couple of years. Kind of like something similar. I would see something similar like, oh, you know, Russ gets his time in the spotlight. No Russ's career feels like it would be the same, just with maybe take out an MVP. Yeah. I almost feel like Russ may be 
ends up on like the heat or something eventually just like some something, second star yeah. kind of like he was to james but yeah oh i agree. somewhere that just would have been the houston situation but just a little bit different somewhere yeah. else yeah. yeah like the celtics or a heat like you said so with victor oladipo not being on the thunder there's a pretty crucial trade that wouldn't happen because of that paul george it's a big one wouldn't be traded to the Thunder. Oh, this this right here is one of the biggest little puzzle. Yeah, this is a domino big effect. Piece. Yeah, this is a huge piece because the number two, and you know, a team with assets that could have traded for him, that was rumored for like three years. The Los Angeles Lakers. At the time, this would have been my my like pandemic P coming to LA. Dude, I was I was all for Paul George coming to the Lakers. I was like, I, was I getting, wasn't. I was getting yeah, ready to put my, my Paul George jersey <laughs> together. Like, so. Paul George gets traded to the Lakers, and we kind of just threw a package together, like D'Lo, Jordan Clarkson, yeah, and like a first-round pick. From like a couple years down or something. Yeah, gets traded to the Pacers. And then, obviously, the Pacers wouldn't have It been... could be less than that, though, because at the time, they traded Paul George for DeMontis, Sabonis, and Victor Oladipo. At yeah. the time, we said, those, those are not... Yeah. Which is so funny, because well, they both ended up being all-stars. Actually, I think, you know, obviously, we didn't kind of branch down the Pacers' perspective, but the Pacers would be... Garbage. Oh, yeah. Because you we traded do, for two All-Stars in that deal. Yeah, we got two All-Stars out of that. Which is so funny because you thought Victor Oladipo could maybe be like kind of good but not an All-Star. And DeMontis, everyone was like, oh, he's trash. Yeah. And now he's the best. He's a 22 and 12 guy. So crazy, you know, how like, you know, just already we have, you know, what if scenario already affecting the future of this random franchise. Yeah, the Pacers are just the Pacers would be garbage if dude. if the Thunder maybe the Warriors, maybe D'Load and like you know, but like yeah, what, but like come on, what is D'Lo doing? Would LA have won a chip? Yeah, see, well, we'll yeah, get we'll, 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 we'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll get so to now with Paul George and LeBron there, Kawhi, um, let's just say like you know further down the road, I still, think, Tur- I still think he gets traded to Toronto because the Toronto situation wouldn't have changed. I agree. In the Spurs situation, it was a, it was a management, so, it was an in-house thing. The Raptors probably wouldn't have won the chip. Well, yeah, because KD wouldn't have been on the Warriors. Yeah. And he was like, KD yeah. would have been on the Thunder still. Yeah, and then and the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors in the finals got super injured. Yeah. And they so had let's nobody. say now that the Raptors don't win the chip, Kawhi is definitely not staying. Then I mean, shit, they won the chip and he left. So now Kawhi. Chooses to join LeBron James and Paul George. So this 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 is my reasoning. It's like he literally said he won the chip with Toronto, and Toronto was his third option behind Lakers and Clippers last year. Yes, and he said that because he said if y'all don't get Paul George or some, he also mentioned Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler went to the Heat pretty quickly, so it was kind of off the table. If you guys don't get a second star, I'm going to the Lakers. I don't really want to go and join a super team. But I want to go to LA. You guys twisted my hand. I, I like, got to do it. I guess. Like, yeah. Right. But like he he wanted to be a, the number one guy, but he just wanted to go to LA. He really just cared more about Isn't going that to LA. Weird that he w- wanted to be the number one guy, but he was going to be on a team with LeBron. Well, that was his thing. Is like he he didn't want to go to that yeah. because of that reason. But he was like, I mean, like Austin anything anything LA. to go. And when he asked for a trade from the Spurs. The Lakers were also in the convo. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the Clippers got some traction, and all of a sudden they trade for Paul George at three in the morning, and then boom, you know, that happens. Yeah, but, that was the weirdest wake up Instagram feed. I've I mean, ever I woke seen. up at three in the morning, like, what the hell? Why oh, is my phone? They ringing? have they have Kawhi, they have Paul George too. What the? 
But now Paul George is on the Lakers. Yeah. And LeBron James is on the Lakers. And that was uh, Paul George and LeBron were have been. I mean, it feels like they've already been teammates. They've been rumored to be teammates for like years, and it's just never happened. Um, and so, the the logical choice is okay. Well, it's default. It's the Lakers, and it's only because Kawhi is such like a weird guy. He he was yeah, just kind of for sure. There. So now in the different NBA, the Pacers would be shit. Kawhi, Paul George, and LeBron would be have a super team in Los Angeles, not the Clippers, the Lakers. The Warriors would still be lit. The Thunder would still be lit. And the Clippers would be, you know, back to what they were. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, and obviously, you know, we could take this even further. And we could spend, you know, hours and hours of looking at little details. Yeah, little details. Like, oh, what, like, what would happen with Anthony Davis? That's you know, a, he does definitely doesn't go to the Lakers. Uh, You mentioned I think Chicago. I think a Chicago thing would have been likely. Like, if... Or, like, maybe paying up with, like, another one of these super teams, like, maybe... And also, this is where the Jimmy Butler things come into play, actually, because I mentioned this before the podcast, but I didn't think it had that much velocity. But now I'm thinking, okay, well, Jimmy Butler got traded to the Timberwolves because they didn't see any future in it. But if Anthony Davis becomes on the table, mm-hmm. then they go, okay, well, now we can just pair. Or, if they still trade Jimmy Butler, now they have all these young assets... Then I just traded for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, or the Celtics also would have been play, but Danny Age doesn't like trading anything for any good thing good. So Another guy that probably, you know, a guy that could have been traded, James Harden. Oh, now the Thunder, Lakers, and, you know, Warriors are running the West. Does it make sense to try to compete? No. James Harden might be traded to the East. At least like a year or two earlier. Yeah, and, definitely earlier. And, well, I would definitely say because doesn't get Chris Paul more than like, well... I still think it's Chris Paul because LeBron was still in the East at that point. So that I just I, I think they still would have. So they, they still get Chris Paul. But let's say Chris Paul leaves. They don't get Russ. He leaves way sooner. Yeah. 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 For sure. And I mean, what what would be his incentive to stay in the West to get pounded by the Warriors to get pounded by the Thunder or the Lakers? Yeah. The thing the thing was, is that when Chris Paul went to the Rockets, they won 65 games one of the best records in the NBA, 65 games, then went to a game seven of the most talented team of all time. If you got to go through LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, or Paul George in like the second round, or or the KD Warriors in their prime, or and shoot, this is on the table. Let's say KD stays with the Thunder. They still could make another move. Yeah. They, they could trade Westbrook for somebody, like a Westbrook-Kyrie thing. They could put together, like, Ibaka and some other pieces like, and, like, some picks. Now thinking about it, Westbrook and Kyrie also could have been, like, a move because that's why the Cavs traded him to the Celtics because they're like, oh, we can just swap great point guards. Or the Rockets just give up and they trade Russ for James. Oh, yeah, or something like that, right? So Thunder would have been in there, and now you're like, i got to go through Prime Thunder, this Lakers team that's amazing. I mean, God Squad, and the Warriors, who I still think would have been just at bat every single yeah. year. I I still think even if they don't win that, they win another championship somewhere down the line. That's mm-hmm. it's fair to say. So, you know, it. I, I agree. I just don't think you make it to the first or second round, lose, and then go, okay, well, it didn't work. Because <laughs> at the time, it was like, two point guards, it can't work. It doesn't work. And then it was only validated because they went to game seven. So crazy to see how one series can really change the face of the NBA. Especially with today's NBA, how stars M- move very quickly. NBA would have served fun 
a lot more fun than almost any other sport because one player movement changes everything. A huge domino effect. And superstars change everything. So it's it's the easiest sport to just do domino effects. For sure. Well, that was pretty fun. Moving on. We have some do you have an ad read this week? I do not. But Miller Theaters, MillerTheaters.com, Miller Miller buy your tickets it out. there. Also, we do have some NBA news just on the fly. Uh, the Hall of Fame finalists have been announced. Uh, first-timers include Chris Bosh. Good for him. Bill Russell as a coach. Okay. And uh, Paul Pierce. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, those, yeah. Are, those are Hall of Famers. Yeah. And then we have some like people on the... Man, I will say from last year, though. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett... Two, three of the greatest top three players in their position, and then it's like Chris Bosh, Chris Bo- great, great players, all, clear and, Hall of Famers, and, and Paul Shitstain Pierce. <laughs> I lo- I, and then I you have Ben players. Wallace and C Webb. So those are pretty interesting guys back on the ballot. Ben Wallace, yeah, he was on the ballot last year, and so uh, he didn't get in. Uh, which is you know fair. what, Ben, an undrafted player to make the Hall of Fame, that's crazy. That'd be very cool. That I, I hope he. I hope he gets in. Undrafted player ends up winning a championship against one of the most un most talented teams of all time. That was when they had Carl Malone and like Gary Payton. Weird. Yeah. And then weird. you know weird time goes and goes to the Hall of Fame. That's that's pretty dope. Anyway, Dak Prescott. Wowzers. Yeah, let's get to it. Whew. He's finally signed. He's getting paid a little bit of money. <sighs> Nate, is the dream dead? The dream is dead. It was dead when we got Carson. Ah. I it it just didn't seem to me that the Dallas Cowboys were gonna sign Dak. There was no there was no sense, and they had like an out with his injury. I can't believe Dak Prescott's gonna be a Cowboy, and I guarantee it that he does not finish out this contract with the Cowboys. They have already shown zero patience with this man, and I guarantee you that they're gonna like next year they're gonna win they're gonna lose a couple games and be like. We paid him how much for this? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the NFL is slowly starting to turn into the NBA. Just Very slowly. Oh, 100%. But, there yeah. is no more patience for quarterbacks anymore. And in two years, if one of them is ha- unhappy, even if Dak is like, you know what? Zeke was not it all these years. He's just gone. Just doesn't want to be there. He's just gone. And someone's gonna, someone's going to trade him. Someone, someone will trade the house for him. I just, I will say from a Dallas standpoint, it was funny how they were like, oh, Zeke, you want all this money? There you go. Even though you're just washed now. He's oh, running back too. Marcus, you want all this money? There you go. Didn't, uh, and they gave somebody else a fat con- uh, Oh, lineman. Thank you. Oh, Mark Cooper. And then an offensive lineman that I can't remember his name. Zach Martin? Probably Zach Martin. But, I mean, that's the best one. So they, they're throwing out all these, oh, yeah, here's your contract. And the Ducks are like, wait a second. I don't know. Let's, let's take our time here. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, like, one, so glad I don't really have to talk about this anymore. I'm so tired. This is, I feels like this has been a news, been in the news for like six years. Is that going to be, I don't care. Just make a deal or trade him. I don't. Yeah, like ever since after his rookie season, it's like extension. I'm so glad that we're done with it. I mean, after today, we'll be done with this. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that it's a lot of money. And Dallas, you had, you had like, you, you waited all this time to not give him a contract. Because so to gain leverage. You should have signed him before Patrick Mahomes got his extension. Yeah. Because Patty set the new market. And everyone knew that. Dude. Like, before before Patty's contract, if I would have told you Dak is making 40 mil, you would have been like, what? No way Dak's the first quarterback to get 40 mil. Yeah. But now that you waited for some guy to get 45, or is it 45? I think it's 50. Is it 50? 
Spider-Man. I, I think at at some point, but right yeah. now it's not. Yeah, right it now. averages it, out it, it, to like yeah. 50. Anyway, so like now Dak Prescott's making 40 and <sighs> 75 mil this year, by the way. I love Dak Prescott. Yeah, 75 mil this year. And Dak Prescott is a great guy. I love Dak Prescott as a quarterback and yeah. a person. Great. But he's not worth 40 mil. I said no. this to somebody the other day. It is really weird, this explanation, but it's the best one I could think of. Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback, but that does not make him a great quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would be, like, if like if I'm an NFL fan, I am, like, a huge Dak. Like, if he's on my team, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Like, I will take that any day of the week. But I'm also not going to pay him... Forty million a year. I don't know. No, I also don't really want to pay someone seventy-five million dollars. That's five percent of their cap. Holy also, God. also, this just solidifies to me that the Dallas Cowboys were are not going to win shit over these next couple of years. Yeah. If you, you couldn't win on this dude's rookie contract with this roster, what makes you think you're going to win with him making forty? You punch your ticket to mediocrity, right? And like, yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, it's twenty-one percent of their cap. There you go. Yeah, it's you. If you couldn't, you were thirteen and three his rookie year, and you got bounced in the second round or in their first game. Yeah, I mean, like, what's the upside for the? Oh, Jerry Jones is their general manager. Sorry, that's the upside. Um, it's just they had to do it. Don't get me wrong, they had to. They were in a weird spot, but like at the same time, you wait. Like you didn't give him a contract a year ago because you waited to gain leverage, and now you did gain leverage a little bit. But then Patrick Mahomes signs that deal, and then you're kind of just like, the, we got to a point in the past couple months where it's like, okay, you either trade him or sign him. Those are your only two options. You couldn't like, you didn't have a, you did not have any leverage to say you are not worth 40, 40 some odd million dollars because he's like, okay, I'll just sit out. You won't have a quarterback. No, oh, we need we need that. So someone will ban. Yeah, yeah some, some, Cowboys, some schmuck franchise would. I think this was an interesting thing to happen because he had a horrific injury this year, and he might not come back the same player. Yeah, which, I'll, be honest. which makes me question the guaranteed money because he's also making 126 million guaranteed. Good for him. It is. It is the most of all time. It's actually for a guy coming off a year long injury. It's not officially. It is. It's 90 million. If anything, ha- it's 120. Besides, if they cut him after this year, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure there's some weird. Caveat. So if they cut him after this year, it's ninety. Well, financial, financially, I, they cannot I afford don't to think cut they him. They would do that. So basically, hundred. The dead cap hit would be crazy. Yeah, you're gonna take ninety million in one year. No, I, I'm just just putting it out there. Yeah, no, that, I'm putting it out there out yeah. like a weird of a rule that was. Yeah, like what a weird. Hey, you're you will you only make ninety mil if we do like the worst thing to our franchise. Yeah, if you want to just ruin us for the next five years and the thing about Dak is like he's always gonna be I think like top 10 top 7 top 5 passing touchdowns whatever but I just never see him as like the get us over the hump guy Mm -hmm. and there's very few of those guys don't get me wrong and he's a very good quarterback but for 40 million a year for all this stuff he's been putting not him the organization has been putting everyone through it just seems like is it really worth it well, and, you know, we've seen Dak perform at an elite level, and it still didn't matter. They won two games, and this dude was on pace to break, like, not making $40, $40 million, $40. If, I'm going to be honest. I think they should have tagged him and traded him. 
I think that would have been their best move because it gives them some more assets. It allows them the chance to rebuild because obviously it's a fundamental issue. It is not a quarterback issue. I don't know. I, I, I was still pretty on the bandwagon of saying, like, going to the Seahawks and being like, hey, Dak, for us. I, I've like, heard something like if that. If you're yeah. the Seahawks, oh, my God, we're you're not getting – I mean, I don't think you're getting much better. For yeah, give me Dak and I like get to basically just and insert someone who's like this much worse. That's an amazing deal. So I mean, and for the Cowboys, obviously it makes sense for ticket sales, just team wise for everything. It just for Russ because he wanted to be apparently he wanted the the seat, and that still could happen. That the, the deal is still not off the table because they're both making a good amount of money, so it kind of works out. But there was a lot of options to go with. That wasn't paying forty-four million dollars to a pretty decent quarterback, and then you waited this long, and now you have like two. But yep. also, before we close out on Dak, good for him. He's had a lot of stuff go through. Uh, I mean, wow. I mean, greatest negotiation job of his lo- of anything that I've ever seen. He really bet on himself. Really, and it really bet worked on out. himself, dude. Comes out there, gets injured in week four. Probably like all of us thinking like. Oh God! This ruins his contract negotiation. Nope. Waited it out. And said I will sit out. I guarantee you. He said I will sit out. And the, and finally, after he's his family's been through a lot. You, you like Ben Denucci? Well, you'll see a lot of them if you don't pay me. <laughs> so let's talk about a, another what if real quick. What happens if the Cowboys finish the season strong? That's a good point. They probably wouldn't have signed up. Yeah, I mean, true. they played so bad down if the stretch. Andy- it was like, okay, we need Dak to win games. Yeah. Or at least just not look like the worst franchise in football. So knockout play by the Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, so who has Taylor Heineke? Good for Dak, man. Good for Dak. Uh, him and his brother. That picture of him and his brother holding each other and really very cool. Yeah, very dope moment and good to see. I have never felt like a good to see that guy get his money more than Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Prescott. You know, opened up a lot about a lot about mental health, which I think is cool. Him and Hayden Hurst have take like the, yep. You know, beginning of this movement in the NFL. You know, talk about mental health and. Honestly, I think it's great just to see masculine figures open up about like mental health because yeah. I think it's an important issue that needs to be spoken about just in our day-to-day lives. So really cool to see a guy like that who goes through that and then also the year-long injury to still get his money. So very cool to see Dak get that bag. Next up, Chris Godwin, franchise tag today by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the tag is worth approximately $15.8 million, And this wasn't really surprising. I yep. it, might, it might mean... Um, you know, a couple other free agents might have to kick to the curb. Yeah, I mean, the the franchise tag is such an iffy thing because it's so expensive, number one, because average of top five at their position. And is Chris Godwin top five at his position? No, I would say he's probably top ten, maybe. I haven't looked at a top ten list of receivers in a while, but I don't... Oh, he's top ten. You think so? He's top ten. There's he's a lot not of top ten. You think so? Chris Godwin by himself. Uh, he's top ten against cornerback two. Yeah, exactly. And this year, probably not a lot of safety help. Come on, bro. Chris Godwin's not top ten. I do want to see him on his own team just to see what he would do as a wide yeah, receiver. Like, I, one. I, he's still great. Like I, I think he's top fifteen. Like, and that's not. And like, obviously, I'm not like, oh, you're saying he's top ten, but. I think he. I think. Oh, really? Because CBS uh, Sports has Chris Godwin as number nine, so that means I'm right. Yes. Well, if CBS Sports said it. You must be correct. And I, 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 I have heard that Brady's restructuring his contract to open up some money for the Bucks. 
Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's almost weird. It's like when quarterback gets paid the most in the league and quarterback take less money, team have more money to win more games. It's weird math. What a, what a concept there. I will say, I I get it. I actually think this, I most franchise tags end up just being like, why for both people? I think this one makes the most sense out of any franchise tag I've seen in a while. You're, like I said, Super Bowl team, all you want to do is run it back. And I will overpay just to keep everything intact and be like, all yeah. right, let's run it back. It's for one year. And on Chris Godwin, honestly, he didn't have an amazing season. He was pretty injured last year. Come and back. so now mm-hmm. you get to come back and bet on yourself. And I kind of like that. And you're making 16 And you're million. making, yeah. And so come back. And then maybe next year, make it, you know, lose in the first round. But make it to the playoffs. Have a good year. You know, maybe go back to back. Who knows, right? And then... Get a fat bag after you maybe win another Super Bowl. Just so, cause. and then another franchise tag, Allen Robinson, which mm. Mm. that one's a this, big one. This screams to me that the Russell thing is more real than we think. Because in what world would the Bears do this? True, I didn't think about that. If Russell Wilson isn't on the table, yeah, I mean, why keep Allen Robinson? You guys are god awful. Yeah, let him go. Yeah, but now, like, if you give us a Wilson. You kind of want Allen Robinson. Ooh, okay, quick, just trade idea. Khalil Mack just for Russ straight up. Who says no? Mm. Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks? Yes. Yeah, it just doesn't give me you what need, I you need. Want, you need a quarterback option. And see, that's like the one thing I don't like about the Bears trade package. Yeah, I was about to say you want Mitch. <laughs> like the ve- at least like like with Vegas. Oh, they can, they can offer Derek Carr. Derek Carr is serviceable. Or, you know, if, screw it. If you really feel ballsy, Marcus Mariota. I don't know. At least it's something. Like, you can't be like, hey, Seahawks will offer you Nick Foles and yeah. Mitch Trubisky. They're like kind of half a quarterback <laughs> each, so you can have like one full quarterback. You just get two relief that. pitchers. I'd almost say that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely, I now with the Cowboys not fully coming off the table, just because you know how these things work, but for now, they're off the table, right? Um, and Bears, think, have, Bears have been gaming a lot of steam. I think Vegas is the really only true trade partner at this point, because yeah, the Saints, but you're not going to get a quarterback back. No, yeah, the Saints. I like, at least with... You could get Jameis. Jameis is better than, worse true. than well, Derek I think, Carr. I think Jameis is a free agent, technically. I think, so I think Derek Carr is better than Jameis. I think he's I, the restricted free agent, though. Yeah, but, well, I think Derek Carr is still better, because at least we saw him start last year. Yeah, we I've saw Jam- We him. saw Jameis play, like, one... Like, he made one throw last year. It was, it was a, really a touchdown, throw. though. It was a good throw. <laughs> But you know, I mean, I, I I just think the Raiders at least at least you get Derek Carr maybe and also assets. knowing we gotta know we gotta think about who's doing it. We gotta think about Pete Carroll. Who was the guy doing this? He wants somebody who's just gonna shut the hell up, run the damn ball, do what I say. You know, Derek Carr's that kind of guy. Derek like, Carr. yes, coach, I'm not good enough to have a say in it, but I'm good enough to make the throws. I'm like, good enough to do it. Like but honestly, I think Harry Carroll would kind of like that, you know. Like John Gruden, he wants a Russell Wilson. He wants somebody that can. He can just be like, "Go make some throws for me, okay?" And while he's spitting his gum and whatever, right? Why do banana split? Yeah, and, and go out. Why do banana split? And then chuck that ball deep. And Russ can do that. I think I'll tell you be, what, man. So yeah, I've, I think Vegas makes a lot of sense. Give you know a couple, you know, give throw some picks in there or some some other assets with Derek Carr. Yeah. Um. I, I agree with you. But I will say that this tag screams to me that this Russell thing is real. Because on what world does this deal make sense? Bears are a lot more real, especially than we thought like a month ago. Yeah, this whole thing could, is more real than we thought a month ago. We didn't even yeah. think about it. I mean, I didn't take this seriously a month ago. I was like, oh, Russell's like I will say, like, though, how whatever. many years have we been saying all they need is a quarterback? 
Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Russ goes to the Bears. They become like a 13-3, 12-14. I mean, yeah, I think they'd be good. But they, I think I that think defense be really would be inspired good. again. I think Nagy is creative enough to really thrive with a guy like Russ. Now, if the, if their offense is not that good, then I'm, I have been a pretty na- pretty big Nagy supporter. Because, you know, Chiefs fan, I, we, this guy has had Mitch Trubisky. And, and he has Nick a winning, Foles. And Nick Foles. What did you a, expect from him? He has a winning record. They went like 12-4 and four one year yeah. with Mitch. So... But if they have Russ and they don't play that well, or you know, you see some cracks, then it's fair to blame him. But yeah, but Russ is almost worth just an extra like four wins by himself. Yeah, yeah. Facts. So you know, you're right. So they would be a really good team. A guy who did not get tagged today, Kenny Galladay. Interesting. Interesting. So, Very interesting. where do you guys see him ending up? Ooh, who needs a receiver? Not the Patriots. No one wants to go to the Patriots. Packers, maybe. Packers, is a good Packers one. would be good because I mean, yeah, you you got Devonte and then it just falls off. Kenny is a number two. Kenny Oof. is a number two would be very. It, it feels like yeah, it like is obviously. Don't take me like what I'm saying here for, but like whenever the Chiefs signed Sammy Watkins, I felt like oh, you know, he's not like that. But if he's our fourth option, now obviously he hasn't been that good because he's never on the field. But you see the the thought process I'm going here with. I know you're like... There's a uh, lot of other examples that I could have used. Other yeah, but I'm a Chiefs fan, so this is the like one I Mike think. Evans and Chris Godwin would be a really good example. I could also see the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a good one. The Ravens scream that they need a I, yeah, wide receiver that, one. That makes... Hollywood Brown is a slot, a great, a great slot receiver. He's a good deep threat. But he cannot be a wide receiver one. No. And I think Lamar is getting a lot of hate, and I think a wide receiver one would really help Lamar Ra- Ravens absolutely need uh, Kenny Gall. Honestly, now that you say that Ravens make the most sense. I also think Colts would be nice. Um, I know you don't really love that. Actually, a guy but- who didn't get tagged today, Hunter Henry. I want Hunter Henry oh, to the Colts. Oh, dude. Bad. Hunter that Henry, that's going to be a good signing, whoever gets yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, Hunter, yeah, he's one of those guys that just, like, whoever signs him, really good signing. Um, there's definitely a lot of teams. Uh uh, yeah, I mean, I think now that you said the Ravens, I'm yeah, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much all in on the agreement Ravens right now. Uh, another team, you know, it depends on where they go with quarterback option. Like San Francisco, I think San Francisco is being pretty hungry this offseason. Oh, we need to talk about the Patriots. Jimmy G, did you hear about that? The Patriots are interested in trading yeah. for Jimmy G. Oh, that's. Uh, I just think that has an interesting trickle down effect, right? Because then that means they're pursuing probably not Russ because he's in their division, but Deshaun. Yeah. So uh, then you could see someone like Kenny Galladay going there if they make a deal. Yeah, like if that. they make a deal, then yes, that would that would make sense because they don't have shit for wide receivers. I think the 49ers will be aggressive this offseason. I agree. I'll just leave it at that. I agree. All right. So all star weekend time, baby. I thought this all star weekend went pretty well, all things considered. Um, there were some events that went really well. The game was pretty. Had a really good moment. I feel like but the game wasn't that close. I feel like the game was good. But also, um, there was one big flaw of all star weekend that we'll get to. But to open it up, um, skills competition. I thought I, I really liked the roster. I don't know why Robert Covington was there. He was there to. Now you're gonna look bad. He was there. To, oh yeah, he was. He went to an HBCU. That's why. Okay, J.K. I remember I was watching <laughs> it and they said that and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Still pretty random. I was like, Roko's. I. I mean, he was my my weekly winner one week. So mm-hmm. all credit to Roko, but. Wasn't very good the competition. Oh, and then Chris Paul missing a layup in a skills competition, which was oh, awesome. I, I really that. needed that. That was so amazing to watch. He's like he, smiling as he misses it. He's like, ah, I, ah, I, care. I got it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously, Demontis a bonus one. Yeah, so no, that was, was dope. dope. He, he beat Vucevic. Yes. Which, if you don't know, I posted a TikTok, and it was like 
in what world should Vucevic be a All Star um, pick over Sabonis? And then I had a bunch of Magic slash just like weird Vooch fans like in my comment section. All of them, all like, the Vooch all, fans. Like yeah, it's like people just like randomly defend like defended this dude for like no reason, and then they were just like, oh, well he scored point good like. Terrible arguments. And I was like, guys, they're losing my 30 every night. It's pretty easy to get empty calories. Anyway, yeah, he beat Vucevic. So, you know, obviously better. Good. It, it really just nice little closure for you. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Well, and then, like, he also beat Julius Randle, which was a guy, like, you know, that he could have been, you know. Side note with. on Julius, man, like, he really didn't look like he meant to be there. Like, he was supposed to be there. Dude, and Zion, too. I'll, I'll start with No, but, like, Zion, but, like, I'm saying just, like, him as a person like yeah oh. zion had a couple of missed dunks i guess you were saying but like Z- i mean we all know zion is like he's an all-star but like julius randall looked like there's the most no no there's one guy who should not be there at all and it's rudy gobert he looks like because rudy gobert's all-star game is just his game yeah. dude why was he going so hard he was like dunking like ah and everyone was just looking at him like bro this ain't a playoff that's game. like the only thing you can do kind of cool it's like a hard two-hand slam <laughs> no, no hit him with the double oh shit there yes yeah, there you go yeah um also, Luca like like looked so terrible in his skills comp. Dude, he didn't even take off his his warm up like jacket. <laughs> like, bro, there was a lot of moments where just dudes looked like they were just there to just be there. Yeah, for they real. just didn't care. Like Luca literally was just like, oh. anyway. Oh, so yeah, Don, Domas won, which was pretty cool. Also, Domas got shafted with the locker room situation. I oh get he was gosh. a reserve, but I know y'all have enough lockers. No, they treated him as a reserve. <laughs> like, oh my god, that was brutal. Like, Said he, ain't him off the floors. He had this tiny little blue locker, and then Steph posted a picture, and it's like this like great big giant locker. <laughs> he had like, his own locker room. Yeah, I was like, damn, we really doing Domas like that? Come on, he's the most skilled player in the NBA. That's how it works. That's how it works. It's a skills competition for a reason. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Three point competition was awesome. It was amazing. I thought that she was really good. Mm, it was great. Mm. Oh, and just coming down to the last shot really did it for Yeah, me. like Steph Curry hitting a game-winning, like, or I should say contest-winning. I mean, yeah, contest-winning. Like, how sick is that? That's dope. It was so... And, like, ob- like honestly, seeing Mike Conley in his first All-Star appearance, like, do really good in an event, that was like, Mike Conley, he, he got a shot like that? And he, then he was in the final, so... I, well, I, I was, like, really focused on a three-point contest. And it's the dudes that don't have like a big, just like a big movement. It's dudes. Mike Conley is the perfect shot where he can just pick it up from the rack and it's right in his pocket. Pick it up from the rack, right in his pocket. Like Steph is historically actually been really bad because he's just, he's got such a flowy jump shot that he needs to dribble a couple of times, cross some people over to shoot it. So he's always actually been pretty bad. But this year, I mean, holy shit. Jeez, I mean, also, I love the Mountain Dew edition. I don't know how long they... I think they... Did they that was, that was, was new this last, year. And yeah. Oh, was it new this year? This, I'm pretty sure okay. it's new this year. Yeah, so they... Yeah, so they added another, like, just basically, like, pretty longer heave that gives you three points. Like, I thought that was cool. Yeah, cool little effect. Mm-hmm. I really thought they, that they did a great job with the three-point contest this year. It was very fun to watch. I think three-point contest for the past... I'll get into it later, but it's been, it's been really good. The game... Pretty fun. The second quarter, that run that Team LeBron had was super fun to watch. I mean, Steph Curry like ooped it. I didn't know Steph could do that, and then hung on the rim like a savage. That was I've so never cold. Seen that Steph Curry was do so like sick. It was from Chris Paul, and then they did it. And then Chris Paul ooped it, and I was like, I don't know, Chris Paul could do that. And then like he Steph, got up there kind of weird, but like yeah. he got up yeah, there. Yeah, he, he like, would have like, made it, it like rattled in. I was like, yeah, it's. Oh, and then Steph and Dame had like 
I'm sure they had like some like competition like, hey, whoever hits a farther three buys dinner or something. Like there had to be some kind of deal. Do you think there's like a little like rivalry thing there? Oh between yeah, between the two because like there's a narrative now mm-hmm. that like yep. Yep. Dame actually had a quote earlier this week saying like he's like the best shooter of all time, but when it comes to like deeper, that's all me. That, there, that's been a because uh, last year in the playoffs, Reggie Miller, I, I think it was Reggie Miller, someone, no, it might have been someone said, oh, I think it was Kenny. On TNT, he said, "He said, I don't know, I did, Steph. I I think Dame can shoot farther than you." And everyone was like, "Are you just forgetting the best?" Step? But I mean, watching that All Star game, that was so sick. The three ball is really like I know. Obviously, dunks aren't fun when they're uncontested, and Giannis just doing putbacks like <laughs> boxing people out. But the three ball is more entertaining to watch than dunks. I think this year, what kind of hurt the game was it was so far apart. Right at the end, because I yeah. remember last year it was close, it was exciting, yeah. AD hit the game winner, and I was like, oh my gosh, like an actual fun all-star game. And I think part of that contributes to the fact that there was no fans, which well, is what it is. But. And also, I'm sorry, but, and I think, you, I think you're going to get to this later, but Le- like KD's team compared to LeBron's team was just not even close. LeBron yeah. built the yeah. most just perfectly crafted team. Like He was like, okay, so now I need this position. Oh, I'm going to get him. Oh, yeah. yeah. KD was going to like... I'm gonna roast. I'll take, I'll take James. I'll take uh, Kyrie. Yeah, James. James. It, it hurts you really bad when your teammates are all. The best thing that ever happened to to LeBron was AD one. Even if he was there, not being a starter, because then he could just craft however he wants. But if AD's a starter, you have to pick AD. Yeah, and you have to pick KD. Had to had to pick Kyrie. Yeah. Um. But uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, well, then Embiid was out, which also hurt KD. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Ben Simmons is out, though. I mean, it's not the same thing, but... Didn't matter. <laughs> no, but uh, I also... The All-Star game last year, the team's pretty even. and Because at first, at the beginning of the game, they did the same thing, you know, both years. But they're like, ah, oh, throwing shit around and trying to behind the back, and it goes out of bounds. But then once it gets close, these guys are the most competitive guys in the world. In the fourth quarter last year, that's when we got to see them really... And there was about like a four-minute period this game where KD's team said, okay... We're down. We gotta go come back, and they had like a tiny little stretch there where they were really competitive and playing good defense. And then Dame hit like four threes in a row from half, and they were like, "Well, all right." And they started mailing it in again. And it was—I still think it was a good game all around. It was a good all-star game. Definitely like, way better than like four years ago. Still, yeah, like yeah, it wasn't super close, but there was a lot of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, that's and what I, I, I like what you said. Like, yeah, the dunks are all cool and on. It's cool to see guys oop it to each other, but. Seeing Dame and Steph pull up, because I know there's nobody better. else in the world that can do that. Like I know there's other people that can do 360 dunks. Like there's there's so many no name dudes that are probably at the Y right now doing 360 dunks. That's cool. That's, that looks great. But seeing a three ball just and just a splash in the net. I mean, especially like like back to back at the end of the halftime. <laughs> like Steph and Dame. Dame just pulled up from half, and I was like, wow, that was one of the greatest shots of my life. All right, Steph's shooting it. Oh, my God, they just did it again. What? I mean. Oh, and Steph and LeBron were on the same team. That was cool. Oh, my God. Also, yes. Yeah, yes, Kaden. Can can Steph and LeBron somehow end up on the same team? Just, I don't know how. It's, it's but such. Please. Not even all, like this year, but I re- like just at some point. I really needed a Steph and LeBron oop. I needed that in my life, and it didn't happen, and I'm really sad. But I'm just glad we got to see him on the Next same year. team. And there was technically an assist because LeBron had like a scoop to Steph and then he shot it. So there was, I at least got a, an assist from the other two. Seeing LeBron hype up Steph after his no look. It was just such a, so dope. because you know everything that they've been through, just like, not just like played in the final, 
battles, like all time battles. And now there's like real beef between them for a while. Yeah. And like, and seeing them as teammates, it just was needed by as an NBA, as NBA fans, everyone needed that. Just be able to frame that. It's like the most two iconic players for all three of us. I would say for for our, for Gen Z, for maybe some millennial though, that those two players are two, the two players that you think about. Just some kids from Akron, bro. Just some oh, kids yeah. from Akron. And Steph Curry is born in Akron, technically. So, is he actually? Yeah, he's, he yeah. was born in Akron. Do, do we ever get to Blake? Oh. <laughs> do we I, about that? I, I was going to say, I didn't <laughs> know if I saw that. that, that after the, uh, yeah, so um, Blake Griffin signed with the team this week. I don't know if anyone heard about it. Yeah, but. Blake Griffin signed with the Nets. Wow, yeah, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I was looking over, I was like, we haven't talked about it yet. I wonder I'm i actually Nate... glad that we talked about it, though, because Nate has some interesting th- things to say about okay, that. Okay, you thing. know what? I, th- I think everyone's sleeping on this move a little bit. I think, you know, we kind of forget that Blake Griffin was, like, a superstar, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever we get, like, a guy who's not in his prime anymore, but, like, we got to realize... Blake's not going to be the first option by far. Is he going to be the fourth or fifth option? I think Blake's going to go out there and average 15 and 7. Maybe 8. 8 boards. And I say that just because you got to think about this dude's efficiency. This dude will not take a contested shot all year long. Not with KD and... All his shot selection is going to be alley-oops. Don't... Like, little... Like... Pick Tiny dimes, yeah. pick and rolls, and then wide open threes because he can still shoot the three ball. I think Blake Griffin's going to be one of the most efficient players we're going to see this season. Now, does this help the Nets as much as Andre Drummond? No. It does not because Andre Drummond's the best rebounder, a great perimeter, you know, force, or not perimeter, interior force, and he can go out, he can go out there and get you 20 boards a game. Blake Griffin cannot. But yeah, I think I still think this move significantly helps their championship uh, chances. Let me play some devil's advocate here for a second. Um, I think it's getting too much hype. I think people are acting like they're getting the Blake Griffin from Lob City, which I don't know if you've watched him. He, he was good in 2019. He was pretty good in 2019. But I mean, his numbers this year of 12, 12, five and not even four. I just well, it's three 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 point nine, <laughs> three point yeah. Give not him even the point four. one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just I think whenever a player of his caliber, what he brings to a team, you know, he's a guy that needs to be above the rim and he can't get there anymore. There was the wild stat going around that he hasn't dunk since twenty nineteen. So when you're talking about efficiency, I think he could be a good three point shooter. But as far as like where he was a few years ago. I just don't know if he was there athletically. I don't know if this move helps him and his body come back from Question, that. have you guys watched any Pistons games recently? No. Have you watched Blake Griffin on the Pistons? Well, I watched Pistons games twice because the Lakers lost to okay. the Pistons, but that Blake Griffin was not playing, though. No. Um, Blake Griffin's in my division, so I see him no, a I'm little sure bit. bit. Guys, what, what made Blake Griffin a superstar was having a great playmaker with him. You know, mm-hmm. a guy who could lob it up to him. A guy mm-hmm. that could get him open dunks. Through the Pistons, use him as a point guard. Mm, not very good. Blake Griffin plays point guard for the Pistons. I swear to God. How many times I saw this dude doing dribble moves, I was like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> it's, not, it's not the Blake Griffin we used to know. That, so, that's yeah, not you can pull up his stats on the Pistons, but that is, that is not what we're going to see. We're not going to see Blake Griffin as the primary ball handler. No. And that's the Blake Griffin we've had. So 
I think we're just gonna see him in a role that's that he's built for. A guy who can shoot, he can hit an open three, and he's going to. A guy that can still, I, I promise you, Blake Griffin can still dunk. I'm sure his knees ain't that bad. Uh, yeah, if no. Vince Carter can dunk at age like 40,000. If Tom Brady still wins Super Bowls. Blake Griffin can still dunk. And I'm sure the first game they play, Blake Griffin's going to get a dunk. He's only 32 I, years old. 31, actually. I guarantee you his first game he dunks it. Really? I'm a, I guarantee it. As long Give as me he, a like, Charles Barkley guarantee. As long as he like he doesn't get like like ten minutes or something. Like is he if he plays like a normal game, he gets a dunk. I, yeah, I just guarantee. Because now he's got the incentive going for him too. I, I think it's gonna be interesting because I really do think it's gonna go one way or the other. I think it's either he's gonna be barely anything on the team or he's gonna be really a good addition for them. Um I think for a player of his caliber, it's gonna be kind of hard to land somewhere in the middle. And for I, what they're adding him to the team for. I've just seen what like DeAndre Jordan's been, and I'm like, well, if DeAndre Jordan can be that, then I know Blake Griffin can be better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I mean, DeAndre Jordan's been pretty bad for them. And I I I'm not a huge fan of this move. Uh it's do I like blame them for picking him up? No, because he's like he's right there. I'm gonna I mean he's a he's gonna be a solid player for them. Sure, he's gonna be super efficient. I know that. But I mean it's not it doesn't give them. He's not gonna play. He's not gonna play a defense that they need right now. Uh, and am I sure that he's even gonna be available? I mean, for his career, he's played eighty games three times in his career. Was the first three years, and then is after that at 67, 35, 30, uh, 61, 58, 33, 25, 25, uh, 75 in twenty nineteen, which was, that was his year. He averaged like twenty five and shot. 36 from three very good year for him and then the next year obviously it was pandemic but still only played 18 games so that's like 20 games less um because they were i think they're about 40 games in 50 40 40 50 games in during uh, right as the pandemic hit um and also his three ball hit in 2019 but after that i mean he's it's averaging be- it's because of i know no he's gonna have open looks for sure because i mean but the thing is is he's averaging 31 from three is that gonna go up seven percent I, I don't think it can go up that much. I think I think he's a player that worked on his shot heavily through through, but because I mean that's what he said. He had plenty uh, when he worked on his shot, worked on his guard game. He had plenty of frustrations kicking the ball around. Yeah, everyone knows that struggle of like trying to get better at something and getting frustrated. He's a player that he's not a natural shooter. He he works on it heavily, and I just think that he's he's not the guy that everyone thinks you're getting. And I'm not even sure he's not going to be available. I think you'll be surprised. And honestly, as long as he's there in the crucial moments, because I mean, dude, this team doesn't need like they don't they, it, they don't need I, nobody. I completely agree. They don't need him to be anything. They if he averages four points to them, that's another four points they wouldn't have. And but, hey, guess what? Any of these guys that have the ball usually are going to be double teamed. So I mean, yeah, he's the gonna, fact that you're going to have Blake coming in with nobody on. Why? I think I think you guys will be surprised. I I, I think I, he's going to have the exact same number of points, twelve points. Uh, I think his rebounds are going to be the same. His efficiency will skyrocket. I mean, right now he's averaging 36 from the field. There's absolutely no way he's going to average. He's going to average 50, 50, something crazy. I mean, seriously, go and watch these Pistons games. They use him like he's like all they got. Yeah, I just I don't even know if the guy's going to be there, especially for a team that has plenty of injury problems with Kyrie and Kevin Durant as their main stars. I don't think they needed another guy who. We don't even know what we're gonna get from him, and when he is there, or we don't know what we're gonna get from him, and we don't even know if he's gonna be there to not know what we're gonna get from him. And also, we still don't, we still can't rule out the possibility of Andre Drummond. I was about to bring that yeah. up. I was gonna say this makes me just look at the whole Andre Drummond thing and be like, 
but he would have been a better fit because the reason you just said the injuries, the age, I think plays a big factor. And I just feel like overall long term, it wouldn't have made sense. But for this year, what they need out of a guy like that to not come in and do that much, they just need him to be consistent. Yeah, I mean, Andre Drummond changes my opinion of this Nets team as really talented and they'll make the finals, but they're not beating the Lakers because they can't play any defense to, oh, my God, now they have an interior big like now they're. Now you, I feel comfortable saying yes. This is one of the greatest. Like obviously and they still are, but like they're they're officially they don't have any major holes. Right? That's how everyone treated the Blake Griffin thing too, which is what I don't understand. I don't I don't think that was like the oh they're not getting beat in the finals piece. Yeah, like that's that's my thing. It's like I think they just added Larry Nance Jr. Like that's what they just did. Like I don't know, but now that's a good. I'm not. I, that's a good addition. I that's think I think it's a great point on like do I think this takes them to final like to the finals champion. I think so. What I've seen from the Lakers this year and what I've seen from the Nets, I think if I'm if Blake Griffin is what I'm expecting, then yeah, I think so. And really? I say that, and obviously, you know, the Lakers can turn it back on. I still think, you know, the Dennis Schroeder fit still isn't 100% there. Montrez just isn't being used, ef- like, effectively. This is what this Andre Drummond thing comes into play, though, because yeah. Lakers sign Andre Drummond. I'm sure that changes your opinion Yeah, instantly. 100%. It's like... And so, yeah, the Andre Drummond's the big X factor here, because he's going to contender no matter it, what. I mean, it's Brooklyn or Lakers. And yeah. there has been a lot of steam with the Lakers lately, Um, but that's also just the Lakers saying that they think he's going to go there, which right. is like... I mean, yeah. right now, I'd say the Nets win the, the championship just on what the what I'm seeing from the Lakers now and what I'm seeing from the Nets now. I mean, the Nets have looked unbeatable, and Kevin Durant hasn't touched the ball. Mm-hmm. And I will say... That's scary. My only <laughs> argument would be like, well, the Nets, you know, I don't even know if KD has injury problems, Kyrie has injury problems, but... Yeah, you can't count for that, you, so... No, but I'm saying the Lakers also have oh, Anthony yeah. Davis, who is made out of glass. Yeah. So... It's and Marcus Gasol. I, I I think if I mean yeah that's just you know what we're losing because of that. He's actually he played a little bit better going into the All Star break. No, he say. sucks. But the thing about playoff basketball that I feel like you could factor into this is like you're not getting to 130 points every game. And if they can do that, then that's a different story. But they're going to get in these nitty gritty games where it's not the highest scoring game they've ever been in. And I don't think any of these guys can defend. I I think uh, like I just have them in the East because like. I have them making the finals because, like, there's nobody. I still think the Sixers are going to make the finals. There's nobody. I don't think the the Sixers are the only team that I think is going to guard Joel. Because I mean, yeah, but who's going to guard Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden? Ben Simmons can guard one of them. But if like, you have what, Ben Simmons if, on KD, you can that's, kind that's of a great try matchup. to figure something out. That's a great matchup. But then who's guarding Kyrie and James? Well, if JoJo's getting forty, and Kyrie Irving and KD combined for eighty a game, I I think that's the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, and I think. That series goes to six or seven, but I think the Nets are just too good. That's fair. I'm not but, gonna. I'm not gonna shit yeah, on you. I'm for only having the, the Lakers. Right I I predict right now the Lakers win the championship because they have LeBron, goddamn James, and Anthony Davis. Does help. And maybe if they get Andre Drummond, my confidence goes from like Andre 85% Drummond percent to like ninety five. I can't believe I'm, we're saying this this year that Andre Drummond will decide who wins the championship. In my eyes, isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's weird. But I mean, yeah, like he's. You add, you just put a 16 rebound guy on the Lakers or Nets because it, it's crazy. Centers? It's it's crazy because if you put him on the Lakers, that just solidifies their interior game, and the Nets have no interior game. So well, that is like, oh, the Lakers have this huge strength, mm-hmm. and now the Nets have this huge, huge weakness. Lakers will just destroy that. Okay, but now the Lakers are better inside, and then you have the Nets with Andre Drummond, 
Now there's nothing. There's no advantage for the Lakers against the Nets. Maybe bench, but even then, like, yeah, that's questionable. Because, I mean, James Harden or Kyrie Irving and Katie will always be on the floor. Um, yeah, so there's kind of their bench. Yeah, so I, I think it's crazy that Andre Drummond has serious ring, you know, implications. You know, like where he will go. He's, it's nice though, because he's always been just on on super the calves. Like that's garbage, not yeah, yeah, nothing. So it's nice to see. Him All right, him. let's go to the stock market, Caden. Who's your buyer this week? I am buying a one v one tournament for All Star Weekend. Why haven't we done this before? Yes, we just need something else. Yeah. How that dunk contest went. We need something. Oh else. my god, guys! The, you didn't like the little like foot away kiss the ram with the yeah. head duck. Away? Oh my god! Okay, does someone have the dunk contest, or can we talk about it now? I don't. I mean, it. I had it, but dude. Let's All right, so you're now. selling the dunk contest. I'm selling the dunk contest. Okay. Cash to Stanley definitely was robbed on the first dunk. The first, I mean, that was a good dunk. That was a good dunk. Yeah, we've seen it before. Best dunk of the night. <laughs> and then, okay, here's my thing with Cash to Stanley. Okay, he tried a really sick second dunk. It would have been so sick, you would pull it off, and then he didn't. Okay, where does he go to? Oh man, one hand jam. Dude, an in-game dunk. That's an in-game like, dunk. Like I know your first one didn't work out, but at least like do something. Like lob it off the backboard. He dude. literally. He you, literally. You tell me you can't do a three sixty. <laughs> he like yeah, like you can do a three sixty, bro. Like he went from one of the hardest dunks to ever attempt, which is doing what Aaron Gordon did. But you know, we all we all lot. remember that's one of the greatest dunks in dunk contest history. But instead, catching it mid-air off a lob to yourself and then yamming it. You're not doing that. Okay, what's your plan B? Oh, I couldn't do the one of the greatest, most hardest dunks of all time? I'm going to do a simple in-game dunk. Yeah. For the Yeah, of course you're getting a But at zero. least, you know, Cash Lee's tried something that I thought was pretty crazy. I yeah. think if he pulled that off, that'd be one. That'd be a sick dunk. Yeah. That'd be chef's kiss of the night. He should have saved one of those. Rim's kiss. For, he should have saved his first one for his last one. Right? Yeah. Because was, I, I don't think the judges are going to give like a perfect score on the first one. I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, yeah. So it happened because they were like, because they, they happened and then they were like, oh, we'll give him, they give him what, 44? Yeah. Which is still really low, but at least like I can see like, all right, let's play it out. We don't really know where this is going to go from here. So you don't, you don't want to start throwing out 50s, but like. All right. Bro. And then let's go to Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's dunks. I, I liked his first one. His, honestly, overall, his dunks were, were not solid. bad. He didn't have a one handed dunk. So that's really. <laughs> yeah. And. <sighs> So, the one with his dad and his teammate, we've seen it before. You know, once you jump over Taco Fall, everyone else kind of just seems lame. But it was still cool, sentimental. I yeah, love it. Look, it's uh, objectively not a very good dunk. But if I'm Obi Toppin and I have a chance to bring my dad, who apparently was some baller back yeah, in the day. Yeah, apparently he was like a famous I, dunker. I forgot his, his nickname that they gave him. It's something dunk. Something stupid. And to look it up. I'm looking but, it up. Yeah, apparently his dad is like... Like Sha- Shaq was like, oh, I know that guy. That's his dad. And uh, he's a street ball legend. His nickname was Dunker's Delight. Dunker's Delight. Wow. How so, sick is that? Oh, my God. That is so That's wild. pretty dope. But like all, all the power to Obi. Like if I was in Obi's position, of course, yeah, I'm going to bring my dad into the dunk contest. That's like a, like I'm putting that in my house, that picture in my house. That's right. awesome. But like as an objective dunk, seen it before. Also, especially when you do that, every single guy who does it puts their hand on the guy below them, which just negates the coolness of it. Cause you jump up to his like that, that is facts. shoulders and then you push yourself off. You're eliminated from, from that being cool. That is facts. But like, and then we've seen it before. And right? also his final dunk was garbage. I thought it was very mediocre. What was his final dunk again? He kind of jumped from like the th- free Oh yeah. Cause he tried to do the Zach Levine between the legs, to- but free throw like, was like five feet <laughs> closer. 
And then don't even get me started on Simon, bro. Um, okay. What was his first song? It was the it mini was a hoop. Twelve foot, which I thought he was gonna get a mini hoop, like ball, dunk it out, mini hoop. Sick. I was like getting ready to be like, yeah, I've never seen this before. Okay. And then one of the commentators, I think it might have been Kenny or Shaq, they were like. He got the ball, but he didn't get up there and get it. Kenny, Kenny said yeah, that. He, yeah. said, he said he got it, but he didn't get it. Oh, that's like, like, facts. He like facts. he like barely got it. He said ah. he like at the tip of his fingers, and he like kind of laid it in. Like I was expecting him just yam yeah, that. Yam that. You know? Like no, he didn't. The mini ball thing would have been much cooler. And then his his Tracy McGrady one was okay. It wasn't as, nearly as good as the T Mac exactly. dunk. Like he did the Tracy McGrady dunk, and I was like, oh, that's the best dunk of the night. Like that's actually a really good dunk. And then they replayed what Tracy McGrady did, and he did it, but just like a thousand times better. Like just so much veracity. And I was like, oh, well, that was just ass then. <laughs> it wasn't it, even that cool. It was definitely okay. We, I definitely didn't mind it. Oh, but then the finale. The weird kiss dunk. Let me say, I wouldn't have minded this kiss dunk if he had kissed if the rim. If he did it. <laughs> and I understand why you don't. You don't want to knock out your teeth and have a bunch of dental work done. But dude, put in a mouthpiece. Please get closer. Just put a mouthpiece in. He wasn't even close. Like yeah, like, he, okay. I agree. He should have kissed it. Like, at least, like, cock it back. Get close you can. Maybe a mouthpiece, like you said. That would have been a good idea. But at least kiss it. This is weird. <laughs> Just well, kiss the rim. He was so far away. And then, not only was he so far away, once he dunked it, he had this weird face thing where he was like... It just looked so bad. <laughs> the most, like, light-skinned well, Sin City was made for your face. Everything I heard about it was like, oh, well, he couldn't, you know, kiss the rim as he was dunking. I was like, do a windmill or something. Like, give yourself some time while you're yeah, up there then. it back. And also, like, I'm sure he practiced this dunk. If yeah, you like, couldn't oh, do like, it, then don't do this it. Was, this dunk contest just screamed to me like, none of these guys like, practiced they, any they, of this they shit. They didn't care. They said, oh, I'm invited to dunk contest. All right. Uh, how many other? Oh, there's not. You can't even get a four. If anybody is going to try to tell you that this wasn't the worst dunk contest of all time, they couldn't even get four people. You're trying to tell me. There, there wasn't. Facts. Just before the dunk contest even, even started, they said, it's not even. We just eliminated we it. We have some no fourth. name from the Trailblazers, a team that no one gives any media attention to, a G Leaguer for the Pacers. Never dunked an NBA ball in his life. Who was almost undrafted, and then Obi Toppin, who's been nothing but quiet this year. If Obi Toppin's the biggest name in that selection, they should have had Melo in. I don't think in the dunk contest, but maybe in like skills. No, skills of Melo would have been nice. Yeah. Well, honestly, low key, I think Melo could pull off some stuff in the dunk contest, like, but nothing like. Maybe better than what I mean, happened. I mean, yeah, it would it wouldn't have been that bad. <laughs> if if I could have seen like a nice jelly layup from Melo, that would have been better than what I'd saw. I would have given that a higher score than half the other shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so who's your cell? Uh, oh, you want to no, talk about the tournament? Yeah, My bad. <laughs> um. So with you know such a. I just feel like everyone complains about the dunk contests every year. Like, I never hear anything positive about it anymore. So it's like, why don't we replace it with something? Or we could just add this. Like a 1v1 tournament. Who would not want to see Steph and Dame one-on-one in the All-Star weekend? I would love to see like a warm-up variant of this. Like, do like a king of the court. Yeah. Like for warm-ups. I think that'd be really cool. But yeah. I almost think it'd be cooler if you did like just... I know positions don't mean anything anymore. But like you do different brackets for different positions or something. And then yeah. like, you know, you have like... I don't know, Damar and Steph. I don't know if Damar's even a point guard, but uh, Damar and Steph going at it first round. Then, you know, you keep going on and then you do see like Dame and Steph. 
Yeah, my my only pushback on this is I don't think the players would really be about it because no, they wouldn't because you know media that Steph loses in a in a stupid one v one tournament and all of a sudden everyone goes this affects his all time rankings in the uh, all time point guard discussion. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, I was about to say. You know, the funny part about that would be they have to actually try in these, which they don't want to do this weekend. So the people that would be doing is like Dennis Smith Jr. and Manuel Quickly. Yeah, it's like ooh. The 276th best point guard against the 232nd best shooting guard in the league. Can't wait to watch it. So that's the only problem. But if people were actually willing to do it, would be the greatest thing ever. I think it'd be like a cool, like maybe not if it's not like a full event. Like if you couldn't somehow coordinate that. I like the bracket idea. I think it could be some like almost like the skills competition yeah. where you 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 eventually have these cool matchups like a center against like a guard. Yeah. Like you have Nikola Jokic or like Rudy Gobert against like Dame. I also. It's definitely very interesting. I I just think also the NBA is really big about having those mom those picture where you can put those picture frames. That's why. On the that's wall. why I think it would work out in like a layup line Ex- situation. Yeah, well, like, like it's not super formal. Like you could pull out some fuck shit. You could yeah. like do like the who who like Marbury was it like his move where he went. Oh like, yeah, Stephon Marbury pulled it behind. I don't remember. The, I think uh like some center. No, uh, a guy who the Lakers traded for Kobe's draft pick. Sauce of, uh, what's his name? I don't know, but European guy, owner of the Kings or mm. GM. You know what I'm talking about? Know. You know, yeah. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, threw it behind his head, then, like, actually airballed the shot, but it was a cool move, though. Cool, cool. Throw it behind him, and the guy's like, what the? Um, so, like, I think if it was like a layup line, it could work because, like, players would be super because, nervous I mean, about we're, it. I mean, yeah. we're, like, doing picture frames of LeBron and Steph just, like, standing next to each other. Imagine, like, like, Moments like the Kobe and LeBron All Star, where they're like, "Come on!" and LeBron's and like, Drake and then the- Drake, that that's you know like top ten moment in NBA history. Chichink, put that in, put that on the wall. And if you have a one v one tournament, you'd have so many moments of like oh, yeah. Harden trying to cross or KD versus like Kyrie, something like crazy. So. It would be what you won from an All Star game. You want it, it would see be cool the like NBA that. is all about stars, and really the NBA is a one on one. Like that would just be such a cool moment for NBA fans, but it's never gonna happen because. People will be like too worried about their advertisement money and. Yeah, I was about to say the the downside would be no stars would like yeah, you guys no said want to do it in a perfect world. I think that would be the perfect just, world. Yes, yeah, it'd be sick. It's almost like in a perfect world, the All Star Game would be great every year. But um, a pandemic. Speaking of how great the All Star Game was, I am selling Kevin Durant as a GM. <laughs> oh my god! I know, I know, you have to pick your own team, KD. But like, my god, did you want to get a big man? Besides Joel, like anyone? Uh, yeah, I will say that that's the thing. He got the MVP of the league, and then... The biggest losers are um, whatever HBCU was, like, assigned to Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, I don't know the exact the, charity. The charities but... are just sitting there watching KD's team, like, could y'all just get a quarter A in? quarter? The bench is in, please. But that's like 200... I don't remember. What was it? What was each quarter? Like $50,000? Yeah, $50,000. $50,000 to a chair. That means a lot. And LeBron's team is just like, yeah, okay, like, wow. You got 200K, bro. 200K. You could, like, I'm sure that LeBron's charity wouldn't have been too mad. Actually, hold on. KD's charity, or KD's team scored more points in the fourth quarter. Did they? Yeah, I think they scored 25. But if you still win the game at the end. Yeah, yeah, wait, how does that work? But I remember them saying LeBron's team won the 200,000, though. I mean, maybe. And then I think KD's team donated 500000 afterwards. Oh. 
just because they're trash. Yeah, Team, du- <laughs> team Durant scored 25. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I will say, I love the all-star format. It definitely makes a lot better for, like, compa- because you can tell once guys look up at, like, times and, like, you know, past couple years, the normal format is when they got, like, five minutes left and they're kind of throwing it. But when there's, like, a set score... It, it makes them try. It's, it's definitely fit. better. Who, the if NBA, anyone hates on this like new format, but it, they're capping. It also is very confusing. <laughs> Sometimes it's extremely. I forget um, every time, and I was just like, so "Wait, how does this work again?" Yeah, oh, okay. and you have to like plot like a math sheet, and you're like, "Okay, so if they win that quarter, then they get this event." Okay, what? But if you just turn off your brain, you're like, "Oh, this is fun." But yeah, yeah KD. I don't know why he went for only ball handlers and. LeBron was like, "Hey, I'm actually going to go for shooters and playmakers." Well, also, like right as Kevin Durant. Because I, I played it out in my head, and I said, okay, well, Kevin Durant's going to pick Kyrie. And I was like, wait. Right as I saw LeBron pick Giannis, I was like, okay, wait. So that's going to... Right as I... And then I was just like, okay, well, now Steph and Giannis are going to be on Team LeBron. It's over. You got Steph and Giannis and LeBron? Well, yeah, and KD wasn't going to take Giannis or I also Steph. like how LeBron just didn't even play in the second half. Yeah, he I was don't... Just like, he ah. wasn't having too hot of a game, so he was like, I'm just going to... He had like one, one cool bud. dunk, and he was like... I'm Screw done. It, dude. Yep, like, we're gonna win anyways. Like, take your rest, bro. You've been averaging like 40 minutes a night for the past three weeks. Just sit down, please. Anything. You got your cool Steph photos. You're fine. Yeah, it's uh, cool seeing like like Demonte Sabonis passing in LeBron. I don't know. It was a cute moment for me. <laughs> it gave you hope one day. <laughs> That's why I'm mad as a Patriots fan. Um, so my buy is TJ McConnell. We didn't do weekly winners this week just because um, there wasn't any. There wasn't a lot of NBA action because the All Star break. Me. But T.J. McConnell deserved to be... He was going to be my weekly winner, so I'm buying T.J. McConnell. Triple-double with steals. Dude's a goat. He's really solidifying himself as a really, really great backup point guard. So, congrats to T.J. McConnell. He's that dude. Nice, T.J. And I'm selling the all-star jersey designers or whoever was in charge of the jerseys because that was the the laziest shit that no one's talking about. No one's talking about it. Okay. The NBA announced that the all-star game was going to be in Indianapolis. Awesome. Oh, we're going to have these cool jerseys that are really going to represent the Pacers. Okay. They have like a little bit of the 70s. The circular logos could be seen on Great our jerseys. racing stripe jerseys. Great jerseys. Great jerseys for a Pacers for game. For Pacers, yeah. It's awesome. It really worked. Like our color scheme would have worked out great with a cooler court. And they just decided to leave it. It was so obviously Pacers jerseys, and no one said a damn word about it. And also, it. you could have done so much cool stuff with like the Hawks and their old like Hawks jerseys. Like they've had so many jerseys that you can read or do a jerseys, do jerseys dedicated to the HBCUs to match the court. Yeah, like, y'all made a sick. special court, but you couldn't remake jerseys. And also, here's, and here's why: because they had all these All Star shirts all ready to go, yeah. and they were ready to press the players on the back, and they didn't want to get rid of all that inventory. Yeah, yep. that's exactly why. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that? It's, well, it's not really crazy about that, but I just i I will say the only positive thing about that is that needs to happen every single All Star game. Just like making a, a remix of the city's jersey. Like they really don't do that as much as they should. Like when they were in LA, they did like a Lakers and kind of Clippers thing. Um, I agree for like the right, but they did it for the Rising Stars. I think it's awesome. Like if they would have had Atlanta jerseys, it would have been sick. <laughs> um, and like same thing with I Chicago. Agree. Get away with like you know base kind of colors, you know normal. It's teams. boring. Really give it, get, like just take the best parts of all like teams' historical jerseys. Exactly. The it. NBA is all about having snapshots in their history, and it'd be so easy to be like look back on. 
2023 and they were in where i mean was chicago so somewhere we'll just say cleveland because that's next year's remember cleveland and they had the some sort of cleveland design on and it's just it'd be a cool moment to really be able to look down and i don't think you're doing it yeah but it was so wack. But just be in the right city. So wack. Just be in the Like, when they go to Cleveland next year, I really hope they don't do, like, some Sacramento design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that'd be kind of lame. All right. Anyway, who's your buy? Uh, my buy is a three-point contest. I know we already kind of talked about it, but three-point contest the past couple of years, it kind of we already touched on it. The NBA is now at a point where seeing a three-point ball go up and just splash, especially this. Not even touch the net? Seeing Steph Curry that first round, I dunk contest didn't get out of my seat once, and that's the dunk contest. You're supposed to three point contest. I was literally standing outside of my chair that I was sitting on, and I was like watching Steph Curry his first round when Reggie Miller was like, "Oh my god, he is so good at three point." It was amazing. Like seeing Reggie Miller before the game say, like kind of mocking it and being like, "Hey, this is what Steph said before the game," and he was like, "Who's gonna shoot for second? Because Larry Bird did that back in the day. Oh, Larry, yeah, uh, and. That like seeing that three point contest was awesome. Seeing Steph Curry, and also in the three point contest, the best players in the game are in the three point contest because those, are the, I mean, that's how you dictate the league is who can shoot threes. So seeing Steph Curry in a competition is awesome, and even the skills competition. I wish Dame would have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said for rest, and I was like, and still played and shot up like and even like, more three. I don't know, Dame. It's like if you're gonna play in an actual game, I'm sure like just shooting a couple threes would be that hard and also i'm sure that's why steph was hot that's that honestly dame loki now thinking about it impressed me more because dame just steph was like already just played a whole three-point contest and then went into a game so that's a pretty good warm-up um dame might have like won mvp if he yeah. kept going dude wouldn't that have yeah, been we, the story we're we gonna talk about that th- that mvp though if he was reserve and then he goes out and wins mvp because also, he didn't y- get starting Ooh, yeah i agree i think so well, yeah, just <laughs> also, and Giannis tried way too hard. That I'm sorry. I'm also like, I'm also selling guys who I wanted to be competitive. There's a, there's for the a level. little bit, but like, dude, have some fun. Like I saw like, there was like a breakaway, and this is like one small example. It was Giannis and Jokic, and in the Oscar game, you do fun stuff, like self lob like, or something. Like, do something. Giannis just dunked it, and even Jokic was like, "Man, you're gonna do nothing cool." You have like Jokic, who's like the best big passing like center uh, you could have done time. something cool and yeah. you honestly just two hand slam <laughs> yeah like, way too hard. it was like uh i don't know like i know i know why they gave him the mvp because like okay if, if he goes 16 for 16 in the next year then then all of a sudden if you give it to steph or dame then all of a sudden it becomes this now there's conjecture there's debate every year and there's not like a set standard so it's more about like setting the letter of the law and being like, okay, well next year someone scores fourteen, but you're like, but he set the tone, right? Like, just give it to him. So next year we don't have to have some stupid discussion. But I mean, yeah, he wasn't the MVP of that game. That was Steph Curry was the just if you know anything about how skill works, Steph Curry at half court just swishing threes is different than some seven foot dude like boop having open dunks. Yeah, it was, it I will say those threes he was shooting. That Giannis was? Mm-hmm. He banked in two threes. <laughs> I'm not we, a big We know bank. how you feel about banks. Bro, but, but he didn't even, like, he, you banked in a three. Like, I get banking in from, like, you know, mid-range, kind of shoot from the side. Giannis banked in two threes from the top of the key. 
you weren't trying to do that. He was just, and like when Jason Tatum did it, I was mad. But like, I, mean, I, I know Jason Tatum can shoot. I know Giannis was just like, if the backboard was not there, that ball would have sailed like 50 feet. Facts. Giannis was not the MVP of that game. All right. Do we have any final thoughts on the All-Star game? I don't think so. Long podcast. Long episode. What are we at? I think kind of like I accidentally pressed the space button. So for like half a second, um, the podcast stopped. Um, but Good job, man. Uh, yeah, but we're back. Good. Um, but I think it's here. Let's look at our desk. I think we're at uh, an hour and 40. It's pretty good. So. It's a pretty long episode for everyone. Wow. Yeah, All right. Episode. Well, if you're still here, thanks you so much for listening or watching. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Deuces.